Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. And we're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct message us. Thank you so much for joining us today and it's just so good to be able to be with you. We're meeting as a church in person and then there's this opportunity to meet like as we are today online. And uh, we're concluding a series that I've been sharing called Enable, which is about the power of the Holy Spirit in the believer's life. And today is the, the last message in that series and I'm taking up the theme of where God says, by my spirit, he speaks to a man called Zerubbabel and says to him, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. That's how you're going to live your life. And uh, that's where we're going to go over the next few moments as we share this together. Some years ago, I'd I'd, uh, come out of Bible college in 1990, went to my first church. And this was about four years later. So 1994, I was on the way to a, a renewal conference and it came at the right time. It was only four years that I'd been in Christian ministry, but I felt really a bit burnt out, really. If I'm honest, I had three years in Bible college, 1990, went to a a local church as an assistant. And this was now four years later, 1994. And I really was almost felt like giving up, being a bit burnt out. And on the way to this renewal conference that we were going to, a number of us from the local church there, I was thinking about what would be ahead and what I might expect and how I was feeling and not feeling. And uh, during the course of of that plane journey, uh, I was thinking, I just felt the Holy Spirit speaking to my heart. And this is what the the Spirit said in my heart. It sounded like my own voice, but it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me. He said, Adrian, make the guest welcome. I felt the Holy Spirit was saying, make me welcome, make the guest welcome. This was all these years ago, and I remember it as only if it was yesterday. It was that powerful. And um, the Holy Spirit's like a guest, and and I did that. I, I went to this conference, I opened up my heart and life. I let no, there be no no no-go areas. There were no locked rooms in the recess of my heart. I opened up my heart completely. And it was quite a spectacular, amazing time. And I felt incredibly renewed, re-energized, refreshed and restored as a person and as a Christian and as a a leader in a local church. And uh, so today, just gonna spend some time making the guest welcome. And uh, it's by his spirit, God's spirit, that we live uh, our, uh, to live our lives. And uh, I, I want to just um, read a few verses from the book of Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 4 verses 4 to 10 reads like this. It says, I asked the angel who talked um, with me, what are these my lord? And he answered, do you not know what these are? No my lord, I replied. So he said to me, this is the word of the lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the lord almighty. What are you, O mighty mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become level ground. Then he will bring out the capstone to the shouts of, God bless it, God bless it. Then the word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands will also complete it. Then you will know the Lord Almighty has sent you. Who dares despise the day of small things? 
since the seven eyes of the Lord that range throughout the earth will rejoice when they see the chosen capstone in the hand of Zerubbabel. A bit of context from that reading just to sort of set the scene really. But the Israelite people in the 6th century before Jesus, 6th century BC, had been released from captivity, from sort of Babylonian captivity, and they were back in the land of Israel, and they were looking to restore and rebuild the temple. And they started so well, but what had happened was there had been opposition. And so um, they stopped due to the opposition of the people. They started well, but the opposition came, so they stopped building. And a length of time had gone by in them stopping building, a number of years in actual fact, and life had just, general life had begun to set in. And um, a sense of apathy, a sense of spiritual apathy really, had set in as people got on with their lives. And the building was, was just a pile of rubble. And so Zechariah, the prophet Zechariah comes and speaks and prophesies into the heart and life of the people to bring about a renewal and, a, and then, a, then a rebuilding of the temple, which they completed. And a man called Zerubbabel completes the, the leadership task of the building of the temple and the people rally to that task. And so Zechariah brings a prophetic insight uh, to the disillusioned and disinterested people and so they begin to build. There are three things that we're going to look at together from this short text to, as we set the sort of scene really. Uh, uh, number one there's a problem and uh, uh, number two God gives a promise and uh, uh, the third thing is this with that promise comes power and that's where we're going to go. So first of all a problem. There's a problem that encounters us and uh, human beings are incredibly clever. We're clever, we're resourceful, we're made in the image of God, and we're incredibly resourceful, incredibly clever. And, and to a degree, we have, we're powerful, the human race, what we've done on, on the face of the earth, uh, some incredible things, some of them very good, some of them not so good. Um, but we're, we're powerful, but we're not all powerful. And this is the this is the problem. Uh, this is what we see in life. And uh, take for example a pandemic. A pandemic. Uh, uh, we've we've experienced uh, two years over two years of a virus that um, basically stopped us in our tracks, stopped the world. Didn't just stop stop the UK, but stopped the entire world. Everything almost came to a standstill. It seems like a dream almost. It was but two years ago. But the world was stopped in its tracks by a virus. And we think that we are powerful. Oh, now we're very clever. We, we've developed vaccines and, and, and absolutely amazing. And so it is. But, um, you know, a pandemic uh, stopped us in our tracks. Um, you know, for God, um, uh, for Zerubbabel, there was a mountain. Uh, we, in, the, in the story of Zerubbabel, there, there is this mountain, but for God it's a molehill. The mountain for Zerubbabel was the apathy of the people, and they stopped buildings, the opposition stopped them in their tracks. And then there's this huge building that needs to be built, and it was a mountain to Zerubbabel. But to God, that mountain is a molehill, because he's all-powerful. We might have power, but we're not all-powerful. And so this is what we see in this story, that there is, there, the problem is, that we're not all powerful, God is. And to God, the mountain is a molehill. And so too for, you know, you and I. You know, we're not all powerful. And there are these things in our lives that, that seem to us 
obstacles that, we, that are immovable, that we can't get round, can't get over, can't be done. And if we, if we don't watch it, we can just get on with life and, and become apathetic, spiritually speaking. And it's a bit like in the days of, of the Israelite people. And so, and so there is this um, problem, but there's a, comes, with the problem comes a promise. And this is what is quite spectacular. There's a promise that empowers us. If there's a problem that we encounter, that encounters us, then there's also in this story a promise that empowers us. And so God says, and the prophet says in a prophetic word, it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It's in verse 6 of chapter 4. The word might there literally means collective power. It means a collective power like of an army of a fighting force that's, that's powerful, incredibly powerful. And, uh, and the word power, not by might, not by power, it means personal strength or ability. And so what God is saying is not by the collective force. You think that you can get everybody involved. You, know, you, think, that you think that you're powerful as a nation or you're powerful as a person. It's not. It's not by might or by power. The word power there is of your own ability. It's personal. The word power describes there. We have the collective in might and the individual sense of power or personal strength or ability. And human beings are incredibly, have incredible ability. And you might think you have incredible ability and strength. But God says it's not by might nor power, by our own ability and strength, but by my spirit says the Lord. It's by my spirit. Uh, that is quite amazing. That's his promise. It's by his spirit. He promises his spirit and God says it's turn to me. Focus your life centred in me. There's the centre of your power. That's where, that's where the strength of our power is. And this is a problem in a self-sufficient and rationalistic age. To be, to be told it's not by your strength. It's not by you. It's not by me. It's not us. It's not even in the world. It's not by this world's standards and all that we can muster, but it's in God. That's a problem to us today in our rationalistic age. There's a beautiful promise, but it's to you and I. And, and that, that, that problem is, is, is exampled in the fact that um, if, we, if we did lay hold of that promise, then we would pray that we would see prayer gatherings that were packed or full of people. Um, because if we really believed that it's only in God that there is the power, we would converse, we would to praise, to talk, to hear, to listen, to speak to, and we would then have the heartbeat of God. And if we have the heartbeat of God, we also have the power of God. And God promises this to you and to I. It's by his spirit, by his spirit. You know, the Christian life the ch and the church, the church, the collective people as we come together and my individual Christian life is not built on earthly, but on heavenly foundation. It's built on a heavenly foundation, not an earthly foundation. This is what God is saying. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. There's this promise, but the promise does highlight this problem in our hearts, the heart, the human heart, which is, uh, which is very self-centred. And that's, that's our danger. Jesus said in John chapter 3, you must be born again, you and I, any human being. We must be renewed. And the word born again means born from above, born of the spirit. And he's highlighting this exactly what the prophet is saying. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. It's by the Holy Spirit that we are Christians, that we're born again, born from above, that we are naturally then supernatural. And so there's this incredible promise that by his spirit, if we open up our hearts, turn to him, we're reminded it's not in us, 
but only in him that we'll know the power of his strength and his heart and his hand, of his love, of his goodness and of his miraculous touch upon our lives and your life. You know, um, thirdly, it's a, it's a, so it's a promise, a promise to you and I uh, that we need to embrace. It's a promise that we really need to embrace and uh, to be shaken out of ourself, self and me. Uh, we need to be reminded of that and how easy it is to be reminded that, that a pandemic only two years ago stopped the world and yet we can return to our own way. It's easy for you and I just to get on with our lives and be in danger of falling into an apathy towards God again. God encourages us to, to by his spirit, by him, turn to him. And uh, the third thing I'd say is this, that it's a power that enables us. You know, it's a promise that empowers us, but it's also then with that promise, he says, it's by my spirit, it's a power that enables us. You know, we see with, um, in Zechariah, as you read the, the, the verses that we read in Zechariah, the mountain will be leveled, it says. Oh, this mighty mountain before Zechariah will be leveled. It's a promise of his power. Um, it says the, the work that you started, Zerubbabel, you will finish. It's a promise of his power. He didn't think he'd ever finish it. He couldn't motivate himself, motivate the people. But God says, by my power, you, what you started, you're going to see to a conclusion. And it says that God celebrates that work. When he says the, his eyes will celebrate and rejoice to the words of God bless it, God bless it. You know, um, what are you, O mighty mountain? we read there, uh, before Zerubbabel, you will become level ground. You know, God says that it's a, it's a mighty mountain. The, you know, the mountain is great, but God's power is greater. He says, what, what about you, a mighty mountain? You will be level. So God recognises, the prophet recognises that the mountain that you and I face in our lives could feel great to us. To him, it's a molehill, but to you and I, it feels great. So he doesn't belittle how you and I feel, um, but his power is greater. And that, I think, is amazing. What is a mountain to me, and I feel that I can't break or do or get over or forgive or get through or find healing or sort something out. To me, that is good. And it might be great, and God doesn't belittle that, but his power is greater. Greater is he that is in you and me than he that is in the world. That is amazing. You know, you and I, um, have great need. It's interesting, C.H. Spurgeon said this, he says, I have a great need for Christ, I have a great Christ for my need. I have a great need for Christ, said C.H. Spurgeon, but I have a great Christ for my need. His power is greater and that's his promise to you and I. And, and so today, and so today, you know, there is um, a problem that we encounter but there's a promise that empowers us and even greater than that there's a power that enables us it's the Holy Spirit and uh, you know for us today our prayer my prayer for you and my prayer today is this is that um, today that you will be empowered by the Father's Spirit by his Holy Spirit may you open up your heart and life afresh to the Holy Spirit, recognising that, you know, maybe there's things that I'm doing my way. Oh, Father God, I'm opening up my heart to you, that your spirit will so fill me and flood through me and that you might have your way so that your power can flow in me and through me towards others. In the name of Jesus, we pray. God bless you. And thank you so much for listening today.